You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Smartest Guys in Marketing. We are actually about to share with you the greatest secret of all time. Well, Chris is going to show you the greatest secret of all time. There's no hyperbole in this. When we make a promise, we intend to deliver. Tell him. Tell him, Chris. <laughs> that was a great intro, man. Thanks. Thanks, dude. If people weren't interested before, they surely are interested now. And, they uh, probably stopped my... everything they're doing to tune in to what we have to say. I agree. Take it away, dude. This is all yeah, you today. One, I'm thing, just one thing on my heart today for the congregation. I was just thinking about this morning and actually last night, how we easily fall into the trap of thinking so small. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed in my life, and I don't know if you would concur about being the same for your life is I'm typically going to rise to my level of thought. Like what we think is possible basically decides on what we can go after and then the actions that we need to take to get there. So for example, if I think the best that I can achieve in my life is maybe getting a Mini Cooper, right? In regards to uh, something just uh, tangible or a double wide trailer. Like if that's the thought yeah. of what I think is possible for me, then I'm not going to do anything better than that, right? And so I, th- I think one of the things that I've, I've noticed is that how quick it, and easy it is to fall into a trap of thinking way below what our possibility and potential is. And so my message for people today is that you need to think bigger. You're just off to the races. And I want to slow down so people actually know. We, we need to teach about how to actually think bigger because it sounds really good and it is really important. But when it comes down to it, I was talking yesterday on the Mindset Monday that we're projected to spend $480,000 on ads next month. Which Half Mindset Monday is what we do for our clients every Monday. Private clients, yep. Half a million dollars in ads. And I remember a point two or three years ago, us being so scared to spend more than 30 grand. Like, dude, for real, we would have conversations. We'd be looking at our metrics and be like, we have to turn traffic off because our sales are like behind by a couple of percentage points. And we would literally turn our ads off. And man, contrast that to today where it's like, you know, it doesn't, there's nothing that we feel like we could really take us out of the game. There's no fear in our decision making. How did that actually happen? And I know that you and I teach different. I'm like a bullet point trainer. I want you to talk about stories because the difference between like Chris Evans two years ago, Taylor Wells two years ago versus now is enormous. From us to go from 30 grand a month to $500,000 a month in ads. This isn't revenue. This is spending on ads. How did we get to that place where we were thinking bigger? Because we know that that's the key, but what did we do to make that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the big things is being around big players who that's they laugh at that spin. Like that's peanuts. And so the thing that I mean, I grew up in a military family, you know, middle class family. We didn't have much. And so I was capped in my level of thinking. And it wasn't until I think we really started getting around people who thought way bigger and understood uh, what's necessary for you to get to half a million a month in revenue, a million a month, two million, three million, four million, five million. And so that 
just by being in that, in that environment started to expand my thinking and to know, man, I'm thinking so small. And it, I, I think really gave me perspective of one real players. They actually will go in the negative initially, specifically talking about their spin to acquire a customer like people who are legit real players in business. And so it just completely flipped the script for, for me. And I think for us to where we were so concerned and, and like we had to have so much margin versus having tremendous confidence in our numbers to know, okay, like if we spend this much for this month, like, are we willing to go negative initially for the first three months? Because we are so confident in our process and how to convert people on the back end that that's a worthy investment for our company. And so and, it's something that and, didn't, and, let me just, let and, me just add this one thing. Hold on one, one thing real quick. You, you're going, you're going so fast, man. People are just lost. Sorry, Please. dude. I'm on this, I'm on this keto diet and I got these ketones and it's just providing energy to my brain. And I'm just like on fire right now. <laughs> okay. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say that it's, it's not something that you, you start bench pressing 500 pounds, right? Like it, we had to slowly develop this. Unless you Taylor Welch. Amazing how much confidence that we build. Yeah. We trust ourselves, which is the reason that you're able to do that. And I remember an upper echelon, which is a program we used to have. And we were in a meeting two years, a year, was it a year and a half ago? When were we in uh, Utah with UV people? February of last year. February of last year. So it feels like 10 years ago, but it was just it a does. year ago. That's, that's wild. And we had all these people in the room and they were all really, really high-end clients. And we were talking about the, the best form of certainty that there is as an entrepreneur. And really what Chris is talking about, dude, you're talking about certainty. It's like if, if you're willing to go negative on the front end of an acquisition, the only reason you're willing to do that is because you're certain that it will work itself out on the backside of that. And the best form of certainty is really investing into your skill set, skill development, and entrepreneurs bet on themselves first. And the way that we have done that is we've invested in people like Jay. And at the beginning that we had different mentors that we were able to download that skill set, grab that confidence. And it's taken us a long time to achieve the level of certainty that you're yep. talking about right now. So you don't need to be, people don't need to be freaking out. If they're like, well, I, I feel scared to spend 10 grand a month. That doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur. It just may mean that you know, your level of certainty, you need to increase your level of certainty. And the way you do that is you get around players who have levels of certainty and you borrow from that and yeah. then it becomes something internal for you, you know? Oh, that's so good. Bro, you that's just so keep good. going that's and so I'm right. going to, you keep sharing parables and I'm going to keep breaking it down for the people so that they can understand. Well, I think it's, exactly. a lot of people don't talk about their fear and stuff. And we did, dude, like we, we operated a lot out of fear in the past and it, it took us, some time to work through that and to, to just gain certainty to ourselves. And I think one thing for me is what I, I didn't know is the uncertainty if it goes wrong. Like I, I, did, I had no familiarity with that. And so one of the things, an exercise that I personally go through is, is I start to imagine what the worst case scenario is. And I get myself familiar with that. It's like, okay, if I do spend $100,000 a month, like practically what is, what could possibly go wrong where it would be the worst case scenario for us? And, and knowing our history and, and all the things that we're experienced with, if, we, if it does go wrong, then I'm familiar with, 
like I've already walked through the process. I've visualized the process of one, what could go wrong, and two, what I'll do with it. Like if it does, like the, everything hits the fan, right? Whether I'm spending ten grand a month or hundred grand a month, and so I'm I'm familiar with really what I call just the monster in the closet, right? Like I've already faced it. And this is something that we talk to clients about, where a lot of fear comes from just unknown, the unknown, and so practically for me is, dude, I try to to walk through that process to make the unknown known so I can get really comfortable with it, even in worst case scenario situations. 100%. Dude, a thousand percent. That's like a million percent. So I agree with that. And I've taken your notes here and I've just made it into some bullet points for us to go through. Three keys to thinking bigger. Do you have any other things you want to take us through? You just want to start talking about how to practically position yourself to think bigger? Well, I'm interested in what you think about thinking bigger. Because you 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 think about this topic a lot. Yeah. And we, we have these discussions, dude, like even material things and how it affects you. Like we've had discussions about, is it right or wrong to own a Rolex? Is it right or wrong to own a Rolls Royce to fly private? You know, um, yeah. because there's this weird thing too in the in the space where there's a lot of fake stuff that comes through that. You know, like people will, will just go take pictures in front of something that they don't own or you know, it's not really a part of their business or whatever. So, you know, there's a lot of in, in, in authentic people um, and how they behave. And so I'm interested in your thoughts on this and just the practicality of it. So I, I feel like the line for me, and I, you're right, I have thought about this so much because of the way that we were raised and we still, you know, we're raising our families and, and Christian homes and like we have friends that we care about and it's very, e- it would be very easy for us to just start, you know, posting pics of private jets. You're flying to Nashville private next month. We do have the cars and the houses and the Rolexes and the, but that's, I think the line for me comes down to if you're doing something to manipulate somebody's opinion of you, mm-hmm. there's some concerns there. And that's where I want to stay away from. Yeah. I didn't get my Rolex because I wanted people to think I was successful. I don't drive two Teslas and an NSX because I'm, I'm worried about what people think about me. You're not flying private because it's important for you to, it's important that other people know you have money. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to using materials as a tool, I'm so in favor of that because what happens is, and we've talked to so many clients about this is as you, as you rise, your identity changes. And if you're not careful, you'll fall back into old patterns. And probably I would say that the most damaging identity for an entrepreneur who wants to grow is like a poverty mentality where they feel like money is hard to get and money is scarce and people won't pay this. It's poverty mentality. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a mentality of lack. And most of the times we're born without much and then we grow into having much. But if I'm, I'm a fan of even our sales guys buying things that can help prevent them from going backwards. Because yeah. if you make a hundred thousand dollars in a year, or like take Peyton, for instance, he came from making $30,000 a year to $30,000 a month. Last month, he did almost $40,000. If you're not careful with that, it will whiplash your identity. And so it's like, man, go grab, go, go buy a Tesla. Upgrade your living environment. Normalize this. And the process of normalizing is taking things that were once rare and making them normal. That way, he's not slipping backwards. But you notice that he's not doing it to make people think better of him. Because that's where it gets unhealthy. And that's where the inauthenticity comes from. These stupid schmucks 
who just buy stuff and post about it because they're they're interested in manipulating what public opinion says of them. We don't do any yeah. of that. Is this making right. sense? Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is good. I think on the abundance topic, for you to grow and expand to amazing levels, like for me, spending $500,000 a month on ads would not be possible if I wasn't in the correct environment. So that's having a nice house. That's driving a nice car. That's flying private next month. Like these things really, it's kind of like, I don't know if you'd call it a feedback loop or whatever it might be, but it's, it's basically a sounding board to what's possible, right? And not having an attachment to, oh my God, that's $500,000. When, yeah. when you start to think where $500,000 is really not that much money, you know, whatever your level is, $10,000, $20,000, whatever you're, you're investing rather than spending on advertising, uh, it's just not, it's not much money. So dude, nope. changing the perspective and, and doing that through your environment, getting around the right people and just these little kind of hacks, like you have the Rolex, you see it every time you look down, right? That's a ping to know that money is abundant. It's everywhere. It's so easily accessible. Yeah. So easily accessible. Dude. One thing to bring out and like pull out of what you just said is you're saying 500 grand isn't a lot, but to some people it is a lot. And to us a year ago, it was a lot. And the difference yep. is, is your perspective. How you anchor something makes it good or bad. This happens because this is normal human tendency. Like how many people do you know that make, you know, $80,000 a year and think that they're killing it? Yeah. You know, and then, and then you look at us and we're 1.2, 1.3 million a month. And we're like, not good enough. It's because our anchors are different. Our perspectives are different. How you see something and what you compare it to makes it good or bad. And so another part of what we're not mentioning is dude, the little things. Your house, man. You've spent a lot of money in your house. You've invested a lot of resources into your house. And it gives you a new anchor point to judge whether 500K is a lot of money or not. And if we take you back four, five, six years to your old house, 500K seems a lot more money than your new house. Yep. And so. I like to think of all of these tangible things as anchor points. You know, when, when you are getting into a really, really nice car, it tends to anchor your perspective at a higher place. Yes. Which determines what you think is good, bad, and all of the in-betweens. And that's something people aren't talking about. Dude, just on this, on this note, and even speaking about my house, uh, we're, right now we're remodeling the basement. And I kind of, I fell into an old pattern of not wanting to spend money just because of you know how I grew up. And so on two two scenarios, I was kind of fighting with my wife a little bit uh, because we we did new floors downstairs, like this really kind of nice, uh, it's called um, LVT. And the, the stairs were going to be, the treads that we had to put on the stairs were going to be like way more than I thought originally. So that was one situation, one scenario. I was like, no, babe, let's just carpet it. It'll be way cheaper. And then I, I just, I was listening to myself like, what am I, like, I'm acting like a poor person right now, right? I'm, act, I'm acting like a cheapskate right now. And having the, the treads that actually match the floor, is going to make my wife really happy. It's going to look super baller. So why am I thinking small? And so I just pulled the trigger. I was like, no, let's just do, you know, it doesn't matter how much it costs. Let's just do it. And I think getting into that habit, now, obviously you can't be stupid, right? Like there is some wisdom that you need here, but I, I know that as I walk through this process, same thing, same thing happened with the bathroom downstairs where like the, the shower was going to cost more to tile it. And, and cause we had this old tub in there and, 
and kind of build it out really sweet with glass and stuff. I was like, no, let's just like retile the tub and do a shower curtain. <laughs> like ghetto, you know, and it's not, it's not really the level of where I'm should be operating. And so we just, you know, just made the, the call to, no, let's just do it right. It doesn't matter what it costs, just do it right. And I think just yeah. seeing that level of thinking is, is what's propelling us to be able to spend or invest 500 grand a month in advertising. Right. Let's get into some of these points, but I want to do a quick test real fast. So participation required on the Facebook lives. I want you to throw the car, type the car that you drive currently, the year, the model, the make and the model. And then right into that, I want you to put your dream car, put it in the chat right now. And I'm going to do something with you. This is some live coaching that people who are listening to the podcast later are going to get to experience. Why don't you throw this in here? What are you currently driving and what is your dream car? You want me to hit this first point, keys to thinking bigger. Yes. This is something that's so simple that people will discount it, but it is so, so, so important is to know explicitly what you want and focus on that. So many people get caught in this trap, man, of thinking, it's like, hey, Chris, what do you want? And then you start listing out everything you don't want. It's like a nervous tick that people have. And what happens is when, you know, they've done these experiments. It's like, there's one, like there's one pole in the middle of the desert and you're afraid to hit it. And therefore you run right into it. We are going to eventually get what we focus on. And most people don't know what they want. man. they know that they don't want what they have right now, which is not enough. They don't know what to replace it with. And so they end up perpetuating Mm. all of the problems, all of the scenarios, all of the circumstances they just live in this loop because they're not focused on what they want. They're just focused on trying to avoid what's real now. And you can't get what you want that way. You'll never be able to think big enough to do that. Yeah. Any thoughts on this? This is awesome, dude. All right. You want me to hit my experiment real fast on these cars? Yeah. So here's, ladies and gentlemen, here is when Taylor Welch became Taylor Welch. Well, it wasn't always this way. And Chris knows that. He used to be a scared little boy, constantly running to my mom when I needed help. Not really, but I used to live in fear, constant fear. And this was a big moment for me. I was, uh, we would just start a traffic in funnels and everybody, some of these cars are amazing. Some of you already drive amazing cars. You're much more fortunate than I was. But I remember driving to my apartment in Nashville. We had just moved to Nashville. Chris will probably remember this. And we're trying to sell this program and we're trying to build it. And I'm in this, I'm not in a rut, but I'm kind of not where I want to be. And I just have this thought, like I'm trying to communicate to people that, you know, $6,000 is not a lot of money. I'm trying to be like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not a lot of money. While I drive to work in my Honda Accord that cost me $180 per month. And I'll get to the office and my office is really nice and it's, and it's put together and I'll, I'll grow out of it and then I'll get back in my car and I'll shrink back to that level. And this isn't true for everyone, but I think it's true for more people than they're willing to give themselves credit. Everybody hears a story and they're like, that's not me. Everybody wants to be like, I'm, I'm above my environment. Bull, you're not above your environment. You're just not self-aware enough to know that you're chained down by your environment. So let me set you free. We did a podcast on this called CVVCR choices, validate vision, creating reality. If, $1,000 a month for a car payment is a lot of money to you. It will always be a lot of money to you until you begin to make the choices 
to show that it's not a lot of money. $12,000 for us to book a private jet used to be a lot of money, but we began to make decisions and choices, not from a place of circumstance, but from a place of vision. There's a difference. Plenty of people know how to make decisions based on circumstance. Very few people know how to make choices based on vision. You talk to somebody who can help you build your business. It's $12,000. Jeez, that's a lot of money. I only make $10,000 a month. Well, it's always going to be a lot of money because you're making decisions based on circumstance. You lack the ability to make decisions based on vision. And so I went out and I made a decision to lease a new car. And I started putting, this is the first time you ever noticed us talk about normalization. We didn't know what it was before this point. Yep. And we started upgrading our lives and we weren't silly. We didn't go into a lot of debt. We didn't do, but we stopped living from a place of circumstance and we started living from a place of vision. We got our environment in, in line. And in Bro, order. say that again. And we stopped making decisions from a place of circumstance. We started making choices from a place of vision. That's good. And it was really scary. I mean, we were making, I don't know, seventy or $80,000 a month. And I remember pacing outside the Tesla store on the phone with Chris being like, dude, what if everything falls apart and I've got this lease? And you're like, uh, this, what is your problem? Like you were, you were kind of cold. You were just like, okay, well then don't do it. You know, you like didn't really care. I needed, I needed my friend and you weren't there for me, but anyways. I'm pretty sure I told uh, you to do it. You did sort of, you're like noncommittal about it. But dude, we both did this. And I'm not, the point is not that you need to go buy a new car. The point is your decision making matrix mm-hmm. has to be calibrated correctly based on where you want to go, not based on what you don't like about your life right now. Yeah. So just a pro tip for you on circumstance, normalization, decision making. And some of you, you're already at the place where you need to upgrade the car that you drive, the clothes that you wear, yeah. the, the suitcase you put your luggage in to go on a plane. You need to upgrade some of these things, but you're afraid to do it and it's going to hold you back. Anyways, yep. enough on that. Yeah, dude. And it, like it's across the board for us right now, you're in our new office while you're in the conference room or the meeting room at the building. But that was a big commitment. That was a seven figure commitment for our business. Yep. Right. We, we could have like just, just played chill and played safe. But now, dude, every time we do this, everything levels up. Yep. Like, I don't think it's coincidence that we got that office. You've got like five more Teslas and, you know, 20 Rolexes. And we're just hitting these new levels in our business because it's all about how you think. And so we use this stuff as a hack. Dude, I spent $20,000 on a vacation for my family in December. That was a hack. That was a tool. It's true. And it was a pretty nice, pretty nice vacation. You want to hit number two and I'll hit number three? Yeah. Get around people who are better than you. Uh oh. I guarantee you that you are around people, and it doesn't necessarily have to be people, but you are surrounding yourself with information inputs that are below what you need to succeed. So we have we have clients ask us about this all the time because I, I think it really is creates this internal battle where when you realize it, you it's true, like you become the people you surround yourself with. And so if you think negatively about money, you have negative thought patterns about money, you don't think abundantly. If you think like a pauper, it's probably because the people that you surround yourself with typically is going to be family and friends. So this is a really hard conversation. And this goes back to understanding what you want, right? If you don't have that big vision for yourself and for your life, then it's going to be very hard to make the decision 
to kind of separate from the negative people, the people who aren't serving your vision, your purpose, at least for a season until you build the muscle, right? And just to be able to, to detach and connect with the people who think big and not only think big, but they actually operate big. They take big action. That's vital. Like you have to do that right, right away. And that's one of the things that I love, love, love about Client Kid is it, it creates, I think, this oasis in the desert where people can come in and there's so many amazing people, all different walks of life, who not only have a big vision for themselves, but they're taking massive action. They're actually yep. stuff. Well, dude, even, even Elite, which Elite is our longer term people who are like, man, I, I want to get seven figures and beyond and I want to work with you guys a little bit longer. There are some people in elite and I can just think of three or four off the top of my head that have literally said like, I don't, I don't think that I need to learn anything new. I just want to be around you guys because you guys are spending more money than I am. You're doing more revenue than I am. You're thinking bigger than I am. And with, uh, with our elite people, they, they get to come out to our offices every month and there's a lot of FaceTime and there's a lot of people around and there's something different when you get in an environment where you're actually around this person. You're like, well, this person, they look just like me and you know, they, they sound just like me. They're obviously a human, but they make a, you know, a million dollars a month. And you start to realize that we don't, we don't have anything that you don't have. Like we, we're not any smarter than you are. Probably. We just have a different caliber of thinking. And I think it's really important that you're willing to pay for that. Yep. Because if we just waited around and we're like, well, I don't want to pay for a friend you what dude like jay is the most expensive friendship we have ever had like we pay for him to be our friend basically and there's a lot of times i feel like that rubs people the wrong way and they're like i don't i feel like this marketing this this world is scammy because you have to like pay for friendships no it's an opportunity you know that you can actually give someone money to develop a relationship with them yeah. and to even serve them like we're paying jay a lot of money and we're still like how can we serve you? How can we put something together that's a win for you? You know? Yep. Anyways. You know, I think when you understand the people who have done amazing things, the journey that they have gone through, then you start to see the actual value, right? And you, then you honor the value. Like I was having a conversation with someone else um, just through messenger yesterday, man. I'm like, this is someone who I could probably get a lot of help from. But I said, dude, I, I'd love to pay you for this. I'd love to invest into you for this because I understand his value and I am, yeah. like, I can't just expect like the majority of people that I'm entitled to anything just because I have a friendship, a relationship. Right. And so I think having just that level of thinking that this person has tremendous value and I want to invest in that. I'm not entitled to anything really just sets the bar. And I think it really sets the, the tone of a very healthy relationship even though there is paid access, right? And it goes back to, you can do that because you think abundantly. It's not like, oh, what can I get out of this connection? What can I get out of this relationship? You know, it's like, what can I give? I have so much. I'm so abundant. What can I give? Then I know yeah. it's going to come back. Thousand percent. Remember, we're talking about three keys to thinking bigger. Number one, know and focus on what you want. Number two, get around people who think bigger than you. You ready for number three, bro? I'm number ready. Three. I'm ready. This is number three. If you're ready for number three, say I and do it now. Number three, nail the little 
things. Mm-hmm. Nail the little things. People are like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were talking about how to think big and you're telling me to nail the little things. Well, I think I have this theory that most people struggle to think big because they don't believe themselves. Yeah. What good does it do to write down a big mission statement or a big vision on a piece of paper? And then that never comes to pass. That, that sounds like a recipe for disappointment. That's, yeah. This is how most people think. They think through this and they're like, oh, I'm going to set little goals because I know that at least I have a shot at achieving them. No, 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 no. Here's the problem. Most people don't believe themselves because they can't stay consistent with the little commitments in their life. They'll set a goal to wake up at 530 and they'll skip every single day. Oh, they don't believe themselves anymore. So how in the world are they going to set a goal to do a million dollars? It's just a recipe for feeling inadequate. Yep. And the best thing you can do, I'm telling you, the best thing you can do. I talked to, this is another thing I talked about yesterday on that, on that mindset call. When I'm feeling out of control or maybe overwhelmed or maybe in a, in a spot, look, just because you, you built the 10 million, 15 million, whatever, it doesn't take away the overwhelm. You're still going to have days where you feel completely scattered, completely broke, out of control. But here's the first thing I do. I've learned this the hard way. The first thing I do is I find the little things that are 100% inside of my control. No question about And I freaking master them. I take over and I nail the little things because momentum in the little areas turns into momentum in big areas. And you can absolutely control. It doesn't matter how chaotic your ads are. It doesn't matter how whether you got kids. I can finally speak to people with kids now, bro. Can we just talk about what a win that is? Because I've been trying to help you with that for years. It doesn't matter if you got a new one. You can control whether you wake up at five in the morning. You can control that. I can control whether I put pizza in my mouth or whether I have a nice little grilled chicken breast. I can control that. Nobody's coming in forcing pizza down my throat. Nobody's putting a tranquilizer in my arm and making me not wake up at five in the morning. Little, little, little areas. But, 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 but. Too hard tired. I don't know. You just don't want your, you don't want the things you say you want badly enough. And this is, this is a secret, man. Like we're able to think big because me and we trust ourselves. We have made commitments. We have held on to those commitments and therefore you can go into my office and you can see our whiteboard with $40 million in, in assets on it. And man, you better freaking bet your ass. We're going to hit that because I know that I can wake up when I say I want to wake up and I can do the things that I commit to doing. And so can you. And that gives us this like power reservoir to be able to think bigger. Whew. I think it's time to take an offering. <sighs> I just woke up, man. Just woke up. What are some of the little things that podcast. you control? The time that I wake up, one of the, one of the best habits I've ever, I've ever implemented is the first thing I do when I wake up is uh, I'll go to the gym and I'll sit in the parking lot and I will, I'll journal and I'll answer a, list, a set of questions that I've created for myself. And I'll list my wins, the morning routine. It, it powers me and it frames me for gratitude. And then at night, I'll journal again and I'll recap my day. You'd be amazed at how when I do these two little things, it's just bumpers, the beginning of the day, the end of the day. When I do these yeah. little things, I'm so much more powerful. I'm so much more effective because I've, and, and dude, it's never easy. You, you think of it and you're like, oh, pff, that's easy. Like five minutes at the end of the day. Well, bro, we all know like babies screaming. And I'm exhausted and I know I got to get up at 4.45 or 5. Man, most of the times I'm like, screw this. I want to go to bed. But the more I develop that habit, we're like, I'm going to 
than five minutes and do the right thing, the more confidence I have and the more certainty I have in the big things. It's not easy to just be like, man, seven figure, seven year lease deal, sign. $40 million real estate, sign. You don't think we have fear or worry? Or you don't think that, that we ever get like plagued by, well, dude, what if the market changes? What if everything? Dude, it, it's going to happen for the rest of your life. Yep. Your ability to offset that comes down directly to like, dude, how much confidence and certainty do you have in yourself? And most people don't have that because they can't even keep the little commitments. Yep. So how do you deal with fear regards to overcoming it? I mean, the probably the easiest thing is, you know, if we're talking about fear of risk, you make little risks, you know, we didn't jump to $150,000 a year for consulting. We invested in a $5,000 course. And before that I had a $2,000 course. And before that, we paid forty nine ninety seven or something for a monthly newsletter. So you stair step your way up here, and yeah. it works the same way in behavior. You know, you don't. If you've never worked out before, probably the wrong thing to do is just every morning at four o'clock, I'm going to work out for an hour. Well, that will kill you. Don't even do that. Stair step your way up. You know, if you if you've never dieted before, you don't want to just. You see what I'm saying? Like this is a principle. Yep. You start with the little things, develop mastery, and it slowly grows into the big things. Yeah, I think the thing I'd add to that is eliminate time from like how long it takes you to make the decision. Yeah. Because really time can be a big ally to fear because we underestimate how emotional we are, how unstable we are as human beings. And again, like if you, if you allow that big gap of time, you're going to talk yourself out of making that decision that's going to be beneficial. Whether it doesn't go necessarily the way you think it's going to or not. That doesn't matter. You can always make it work. But do we talk about this all the time that how long it took us to make the decision to invest into Jay, six figure investment, five minutes. We if pulled that. the trigger. If that. So, yeah. Dude, speaking of, we just released this asset called Time as an Ally. Time as an Ally. So, if you feel like you're in a place where you struggle with, like, you just kind of, you're running out of time and, you don't really know how to make decisions quickly and you do wrestle with a lot of fear. You should just comment on this and ask for it. Somebody on our team can send it to you and it's a three page document and it just kind of downloads our style of making decisions and how we've grown in that ability to really turn time into like time is our best friend, man. Time isn't working against us anymore. Time is like just the passage of time will make us money. How do you get yep. there? How do you create that in your own life and your own business? We'll give it to you. Anything else has been, uh, been a hot episode. That's it, dude. That's all I got. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.